Hi, this is Cecil Hines-Riddle from the Wild Things Conference. You're listening to 1590 WCGO, Chicago's Smart Talk. The Mike Nowak Show starts in 3, 2, 1. Live from a cul-de-sac somewhere in Evanston, Illinois, it's the Mike Novak Show with Peggy Malecki. After 20 years, still Chicago's only deep green gardening and environment program. Heard every Saturday morning on 1590 WCGO, Chicago's Smart Talk. Good planets hard to find, temperate zones and tropic climes. True currents and thriving seas, wind blowing through breathing trees, strong ozone and safe sunshine. Well, good planets are hard to find. Good planets are in the main, clean beaches and sparkling sand. He won't make her double dig in her garden if she doesn't make him try broccoli aromatherapy. Here they are, Peggy Malecki and Mike Novak. Have forest, no wetlands, well, good planets are in the right. And speaking of aromatherapy, I, I don't smell the peppermint anymore. That was in here yesterday when Robbie... Earhart. That was a Mighty House thing. That was a Mighty House thing. And by the way, Mighty House is on Saturdays right here on 1590 WCGO, Chicago Smart Talk, from 7 to 10 a.m. on Saturdays. We follow them 10 to 11 a.m. on Saturdays. So you're listening to the Sunday version of the Mike Novak Show, but you can also catch us on Saturdays. And uh, I will remind people right now, because I always forget this, at 1 o'clock today... We have an encore version of the Saturday Mike Novak show, which uh, they've been running for a while here at CGO. So basically, it's it's all Mike Novak all the time. Perfect. Uh, give us a ding on that. And uh, yeah, one o'clock uh, they uh, rebroadcast the. Are you okay with that, Mike? You're you're looking at it like it's going to fall on your well, head or something. It's awfully shaky, and the set screw just keeps turning. Oh well, you can. You can tighten that if you want. Well, that's what I was trying to do. Oh, okay. It just keeps turning. It's just, oh, turning and turning. Like big wheels keep on turning. <laughs> yes. Can I put that in your head again? So uh, on today's show, uh, it, lots of stuff. We run the gamut. You know, here we are. It's a beautiful Sunday morning in Chicago. Two in a row. Go figure. Get a ding. No kidding. And, you know, while Donald Trump is trying to figure out whether to keep the United States in the Paris Accords, which he... And he's also trying to figure out whether he wants a burrito or a muffin for breakfast, and he puts those at kind of the same level of uh, importance. Uh, we are discussing all kinds of good things here today. Uh, Jolie and Holly Baird are the Wisconsin Vegetable Gardener up there in uh, Haydare in Wisconsin there, and uh, in Milwaukee. And uh, they got their own radio show this year, mm-hmm. and I'm very proud of them. And uh, they've got this empire, video empire, that where they show people how to, to do things in the yard. Uh, and they're going to take over the world. But before they do that and are mean to me, I'm going to have them on the show so they're, they continue to be nice to they're me. They're very nice people. They are. They're wonderful people. And they're here at 915, and we're going to answer your gardening questions, uh, veggie gardening questions. So we hope you will call. 847. You can start calling right now. Line them up because Ariana is here. Hey, Ariana, wave to us from the other side of the glass. Now she's safe, see? Yes. Because she's next to Ben. It's a lot safer on that side of the glass <laughs> than the it is And the windows are open in that room. Yeah. 
And uh, uh, we will be taking your uh, veggie questions at 847-475-1590. If you don't remember that number, go to my webpage. Go to the Facebook page. We all, we, I actually just posted it on Twitter. Mm-hmm. So we'll take your tweets as well. We'll take your, your posts on Facebook, uh, Instagram. Go ahead. We might even check it. You never know. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, maybe. Tomorrow. Yeah. Does anybody really care about Instagram? Okay. Uh, and uh, so they're here uh, in the first hour. In the second hour, then, as I just posted on our, we did a Facebook Live thing before the show, which was fun. Um, we have Chris. And we will be Facebook Living in the oh, second hour. Oh, that's right. Second hour. And I'll t- we'll talk about that in a second. Uh, Christy Weber will start the second hour. Yeah, we're going to have her live on Facebook, uh, except she'll be on the phone because she's at the Botanic Garden doing mm-hmm. stuff. But Rick Moskowitz will be here uh, from A-plus Pest Control. And if you've never heard Rick, um, he's a treat and a threat. Is a, l- <laughs> a little. It depends on how you spell it. Uh, oh, he's a little dear. bit of both. And uh, I understand he might be bringing his guitar, although... He, what he does is he talks about pest control. He's from A plus pest control, and uh, A plus uh, enzymes. I don't have the exact name of that, but he's got these dueling companies there. Uh, but we're going to talk about non toxic pest control. He's been doing this since 1979. He's been on my show many times. Um, he's all over the map. If you go to mm-hmm. his website, you can see all the different radio programs he's been on. And I happen to be the only one that will let him bring his guitar and sing his jingle. Okay, folks? That's that's the way I roll. And I don't understand why other shows don't do that. My feeling is, yeah, it fills, if it fills time, yeah, come on. <laughs> <laughs> let and, him bring the guitar. And for the folks who've asked other weeks about um, Carpenter Bees? Yes. He, yeah, because uh, when we had Heather Holm on, we had... to answer. I hope those folks who were calling in when Heather Holm was here a couple of mm-hmm. weeks ago about Carpenter Bees will listen uh, when we have Rick Moskowitz on. I almost said Rick DeMaio. Rick Moskowitz. <laughs> DeMaio's on Saturday. Moskowitz is on Sunday. There you go. It's the Mike Novak Show with Peggy Malecki, 1590 WCGO Chicago Smart Talk, 847-475-1590. Give us a call. We're ready to roll. It's a beautiful Sunday. I hope you join us. Have you taken advantage of the Mike Novak Show special offer at the Sugar Beet Food Co-op in Oak Park? Yes, the Sugar Beet is a community-owned grocery store, but it's open to everyone, and it features local and organic products. Stop in, mention the Mike Novak Show, and you'll get $5 off any purchase of $15 or more. The Sugar Beet Food Co-op is at 812 Madison, just west of Oak Park Avenue, and online at sugarbeet.coop. That's sugarbeet.coop. A good day's gardening can sometimes be a bad day for your muscles and joints. Dr. Bonnie Flaster is a chiropractor who uses gentle, non-force adjustments to relieve pain. With 29 years of experience, she relies on a variety of treatments, including low-level laser, acupuncture, and gentle chiropractic. Visit her at River North Wellness Center and find health tips at rivernorthwellness.com. Call Dr. Bonnie Flaster at 312-642-7545 and get back to feeling good. Have you ever walked into a hair salon and been overwhelmed by the smell of chemicals? 
that's never going to happen at Organic Roots Eco Salon. They use only the safest, most natural professional hair products available to make sure you get great color results that last and won't harm the environment or you. Their salon products and services are free of ammonia, formaldehyde, and other toxins typically found in hair color, perms, and other treatments. Organic Roots also offers a complete menu of natural hair care services for textured hair of all lengths, including the non-toxic Cezanne Keratin Smoothing Treatment. They even repurpose hair clippings, recycle product containers, and use LED lighting. Now that's green. Walk into 21st Century Hair Care for Women and Men at Organic Roots Eco Salon, 3417 Dempster in Skokie. Book your appointment at organicrootsecosalon.com or call 847-423-2653. Health and beauty. You no longer have to sacrifice one for the other. What is this place? You're in uncharted territory. What do you mean? Where are we? I don't know if you've heard this. I don't know what it is. Tell us your name, please. 1590. WCGO Chicago. Let's get a little uh, blood flowing here uh, on a Sunday morning because I know that Peggy and I both uh, hit the snooze button a couple of times. But there's no reason to hit the snooze button when it's this beautiful Mm -hmm. a day. Although with all the digging I did yesterday, I'm like moving slow. Doing a little garden work yesterday? (laughs) I was doing a lot of eradicating. Ah, Well, uh, maybe our guest here can help us figure out. What you did right and what you did wrong. Of course, did it have anything to do with vegetables? No. Oh, well then, never mind. To do with Uh, vinca and other things. Oh, the things we talked about (laughs) yesterday with Monica Buckley from Red Stem Native Landscapes. Mm -hmm. By the way, real quick. So things like vinca and other stuff that we don't want in the garden. Yeah. Do you compost that? Yeah. Why not? Yeah. Will some of it come back, though? Uh, if not, if you're careful, if okay. you, if you make sure that you don't, it, cause it will, it'll creep out of the side of your compost pile if you let it. So put it in the center where all the heat is and, uh, let's bring in our, uh, Wisconsin, the Wisconsin vegetable gardener. Now it's gardener singular, but the people are plural. It's, uh, Joey and Holly Baird. Hey guys, good morning. Well, hi Mike. Thanks for having us. How you doing? All right, I'm doing great. How about you guys? Were you, were you, have you been out in the garden yet? Uh, big rain. It's raining all day today. So, uh, really? Oh, yeah. Oh, well, down here it's nice. See, this is... We were, we were in the garden all day yesterday, though, so... Uh-huh. Weather. Well, see, this is uh, the difference of 90 miles. Yeah, I was looking at the radar this morning and saw all of that weather going over you guys. I didn't realize it was... Uh, I saw some of it last night where it was going over them uh, when I was watching DeMaio on uh, on Fox 32 here in Ooh, Chicago. yeah, there is we it, go. Are, are we got, let me see this. Oh, my goodness. And that's some of that's headed our way, too, right now. Okay. Uh, You're welcome. <laughs> <Nope>. <laughs> Happy to have it. Thank you so much. <laughs> hey, uh, congratulations, guys, um, uh, on your radio show. Uh, you've been on my program a number of times. And uh, before, your empire just included videos and podcasts and website and and personal appearances and uh, I, I'm not sure what else it, it included, but now your empire includes radio. Yes, yeah. 
Real Radio on uh, up here in Milwaukee, 860 AM and uh, FM 106.5. Yeah. And well, it streams through the website, too, our website. Now, you broke up for a second. I just want to make sure people heard that, 860 AM. See, you guys... And a six point five, and it streams through our website and simple radio app, the TuneIn app, and other social media that we uh, that we run. Right. Just uh, now, the, you know, the, that's a really good question. Uh, you you get ours through the simple radio app, right? Correct. Correct. Yeah, because I know that you've listened to the show before, and you can get it. And for folks who are listening and they want to tell their friends, um, again, you can listen to the Mike Novak show also on TuneIn and the Simple Radio app. You can stream live at MikeNovak.net. You can stream live at 1590 WCGO. You guys, though, you guys got the 860 signal. We've got the 1590 signal. So, you know, we're twice as good as you are. <laughs> no, I'm, uh, Actually, in radio, in AM radio, it works the other way around, just so uh, folks know. Uh, so uh, how, how's it been? How's the first couple of months been of the new show? Uh, it's been a learning experience, but we went into the radio program not blind. Uh, we had several conversations with you and, and uh, Doug Oster and Nikki Jabor and, and other garden radio hosts. And, like, you know, you guys told us some of the secrets and some of the gears, and this is what you got to do. But also, we're, we, we know how to talk. We know <laughs> how time works. And it's, it's not like we just pull, came off the street and have no idea what we're doing. We've had some experience and, and know what we were wanting to do and knew what we could do and couldn't do with the time we had allotted. So, in other words, you've been around the block a couple of times. Yeah. 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 That's, yeah. <laughs> and, and they have. If you go to their website, thewisconsinvegetablegardener.com, you're going to see videos. Uh, you're, you've got lots of great information about growing stuff. I mean, you're, you're, you're go-to people for Wisconsin, not just Wisconsin, but for the Midwest. Uh, and, uh, so what, uh, we've actually got a call there, which we're going to get to in just a second, but I just, a quick overview, uh, what you got rocking in your garden right now? What's looking good? Uh, we've got 36 tomatoes planted right now. We'll progressively add more here in the next two weeks. Uh, radishes are coming out of the garden. Onions look incredible right now. Uh, we've got some yacons planted yesterday. We've got, uh, with 23, 24 peppers planted. Well, I'm I'm actually glad to hear that because I always feel like uh, I missed the boat. And so when other people say they're behind too, that makes me feel better. So that's good. You you mentioned tomatoes and peppers, so you feel like you've gotten past the point where the plants are going to be damaged and you and you decided we're going for it yeah there's a certain point uh, i grew up on an agricultural farm there's a certain point where you have to make a move because you've got so much to do. we've got two thousand square uh, feet of uh, garden so and i've got 150 tomatoes so if i lose some i can replace them <laughs> i'm okay I, I, i've got to make moves otherwise i'm going to be planting tomatoes in july well I'm dealing, and I'm sure you are too, dealing with people who don't have 2,000 square feet. I have 2,000 square inches in my backyard, and uh, there are other people who are in the same boat. They have a small yard, and they have four tomato plants, all right? And if they lose those, it's a catastrophe, especially if they grew them from seed. Mm -hmm. Um, So I've been, I have to admit, I've been erring on the side of caution with those people. I've been telling them, be careful. Uh, You know, our, our meteorologist, Rick DeMaio, has been saying the pattern 
doesn't look like it's changing a whole lot right now. I know it's nice today. It was nice yesterday. We got and and the good news is even though we still have that crazy rain, uh, we've got slightly warmer temperatures, which means that the tomatoes aren't just going to curl up and and and, and sulk. Um, but you're you're at the point now where you say, yeah, let's do it. And so if if folks do have like four tomatoes in their yard, they should be also ready to protect them in case the weather gets really weird, right? And it's also good to think about nighttime temperatures. Mm-hmm. It may not get that warm during the day, but as long as your nighttime temperatures stay consistently above about 50 degrees yeah. or so, then you're okay. That's now, kind of... Dip, Go ahead, sorry. Dip, you probably do want to cover them or something, but um, a lot of times right now we're not having the high daytime temperatures, but it's still staying pretty consistently warm at night. That's really good. Uh, 50, 50 degrees is kind. That's kind of what I've been using. Is like, okay, is it going to be above fifty? Is it going to be around fifty? Uh, yeah, I'm probably okay. Uh, so keep an eye out for that. And that it means that if you're growing that stuff, you have to be paying attention to the weather. You really do, uh, unless you want to pay the price. All right, eight four seven four seven five fifteen ninety. Let us go to the phones uh, and let's bring in Nick. Hey, Nick, you're on the Mike Novak show. Good morning. Good morning, y'all. Uh, got, got a question for you about strawberry plants. Um, could, could you recommend uh, a type? Like, I know there's everbearing, and I would like to get some fruit this summer if I could. <laughs> and do they do well in containers? That's a great question. I always, a great question. I always uh, caution people when growing strawberries in containers, and this is the reason why. Strawberries, the average strawberry plant or strawberry bed, can last five to seven years. That's a long time to keep in a container and keep revitalizing the soil and keep it watered. And remember in October that you got to water your strawberry plant when it only bears fruit in June or a couple of times during the summer. Unless it's a very large container, like a 60-gallon grow bag or 120-gallon, I would shy away from it. Now, there are urban gardeners that do grow in, uh, strawberries in containers very successfully. That's just something that Holly and I have decided that's just not something that we want to put that much effort into for the little return of fruit that we get off those plants. We put them in the ground. Uh, we have a 120-square-foot strawberry patch, uh, but we would not recommend, uh, in our opinion, putting them in a container. Now, Mike, what, what is your thoughts on that? Uh, I Whatever you say. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever you say. No, actually, that's a, that's a really good point. Uh, that if you if you got them in a container one, and you do it year after year, uh, you have to pay attention to the way the soil has been depleted. Uh, the, a plant takes up nutrients, especially if it's got fruiting bodies on it, um, and you have to watch over that. So, um, and if you put them in in the ground, the other thing that that can happen with strawberries that's not going to happen in a container is it's going to send out runners and you mm-hmm. can and you can have those runners take root as well so this is kind of one of the ways you propagate your crop uh and it's the best way to propagate your crop forget about trying to grow them from seed or or buy new starts at the uh, garden center just propagate them. and and june bearing are, are most prevalent or most popular for the runners ever bearing they don't put on very many runners, so if you're going to want to propagate your, your bed over and over again, June bearing is, is the variety that you want to pick. Yeah. Uh, I'm sorry, I kind of missed that. You said that the everbearing does not have a lot of runners, but what about the June, June bearing? Right, so everbearing will have 
not as many runners as June bearing. So June, and June bearing will give you a nice full crop throughout June, mostly. Yeah. And then ever bearing will give you throughout the season. Right. So the the their point is that it's a trade off. Uh, with the June bearing, you're going to get a crop once a season, uh, but it's going to send out a lot of runners. The ever bearing, you're going to get. Uh, the uh, crop during the whole season, but it's not going to send out as many runners. I, I see. Um, and, and do both of them, um, if I bought a plant, uh, would they bear fruit uh, this summer? If you buy a, typically the ones you buy at the garden center, the live plants in the containers, those should bear fruit this year. If you're buying bare roots, those won't. They'll ju- those will just get established and they'll be ready next spring. But if you're buying actual live plants, uh, you should have some fruit this year. Uh, let me ask you a question about that, uh, Joey. Uh, in your experience, how many seasons does it take for a uh, a strawberry plant to bear fruit? If we plant, uh, our, our our strawberry bed is about six years established. We planted them in March one year. They got established. They didn't put on hardly anything at all. I don't even think anything. And then that following year, they were bearing heavily. If you buy the live plants from your garden center, they will put on fruit this year because those plants are already established into a fruiting uh, state mm-hmm. of life. Yeah, although yeah. although we're at a point right now where um, um, you know m- the plants in my yard have have bloomed and are already starting to produce berries. They're they're not they don't have any color yet. They're tiny. Mm. The bugs have eaten mine. Have they really? Yep. Well, maybe we got to talk to Rick Moskowitz about that. Uh, well, no. Let's talk to Holly and uh, yeah. It's Joe. not. It's not critters. It's it's insects. Uh, what kind of uh, problems are you likely to have with strawberries? Uh, birds mainly, or neighbors. Uh, those are the two biggest. Uh, <laughs> or birds, neighbors. <laughs> or neighbors. Yeah. Uh, those are the two biggest. With the, the birds, you can get bird netting and drape over your containers, or if you're in the ground like we have, to detour the birds. Or you can also put bird feeders up in your garden to bring birds in so they eat the bad insect and try to lure them away from that ripening fruit. Excellent. Excellent advice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So there you go, Nick. You've gotten uh, the... the uh, <laughs> strawberry 101. Strawberry... <laughs> I was going to call it a primer, but there, either, either way, it works pretty well. So uh, apparently you could still get out, uh, and I'm sure that uh, a lot of stores still have uh, garden centers. And I always recommend you go to an independent garden center uh, and I don't know uh, if Holly and Joey uh, do that, but you know, because I know box stores sell this stuff too. But I'm my goal is to keep the independent garden centers in business because they're the ones who really know what they're doing and they have the best plants. And they care. They care about you. Yeah, they do. Mm-hmm. So, uh, but you know, get them wherever you can, Nick. And my 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 suggestion would be get them in the ground right away. And even if they don't bear this year, uh, you'll probably have strawberries next year. Excellent. Excellent. We, Thank you all so very much. This is a great show. You guys rock. All right. Thanks, Nick. Have Thanks, a good Nick. one. You too. All right. Bye. Bye-bye. We, we also have somebody on Twitter who said, or plant appropriate strawberry varieties and treat them as annuals. Yeah, you can do that. Yeah, you you can do that. I don't know why. Well, I, meaning containers? You know, that's what I'm wondering. You know, because, you know, if it's me, if it's in a container, it might survive the, to the next year and it might not. I yeah. mean, I'm... I, <laughs> 
I, I'm I'm a tough love guy when it comes to certain plants, you know. So if I put it in a container, there's a chance that, uh, eh. or it'll just root through and. Oh well, like yeah, your, like your berry plants. Yeah, that was weird, um, Joey and Holly. I got these, uh, and by the way, my box of uh, bushel berries showed up. Did yours? Nope. Nope. Okay, I got. We got. Have you heard of bushel berries, you guys? No, no, we haven't. <laughs> uh, they they are these uh, container uh, berry plants. Uh, the idea is to grow them in containers so that you can use them for landscaping around your patio or whatever in your yard and move them around. And they have blueberries and raspberries and now blackberries. Uh, and I had a raspberry plant that I had in a container. I had it sitting on bare ground, and I didn't have a, a saucer under it. Uh, and it rooted right through the container into the ground. And I pulled the the uh, pot off not knowing that it had rooted and the roots stayed, so now I have two plants. I have one in the ground and one in the container. Uh, so, wow. raspberries, and, and they're like thornless raspberries. They're they're very good. I'm they're they're starting to fruit right now too. So look it up, bushel berries. You should talk to those folks. Uh, they got a pretty cool product. All right, we're coming up uh, on a short break here. Again, we're talking to Holly and Joey Berry. Uh, Berry. <laughs> <laughs> Holly and Joey Berry. I think you got to change your name. <laughs> I think you got to change it, right? That, that sounds just so much more like gardening. Uh, Baird, okay? Uh, they are the Wisconsin Vegetable Gardener. Go to wisconsinvegetablegardener.com. We are taking your veggie questions. And, and if you don't call and you don't tweet, Peggy and I have plenty that we can hit yeah. you with. And the number is 847-475-1590. 847-475-1590. This is... The Mike Novak Show with Peggy Malecki, 1590 WCGO, Chicago's Smart Talk. I I hope you're enjoying this beautiful, beautiful Sunday morning. And, of course, listening to us. We will be right back. If you garden in or around Chicago and you don't have a subscription to Chicagoland Gardening Magazine, I'm a little worried about you. That's because you're missing out on not only the garden magazine for our region, but one of the best gardening magazines in the country. Every issue features spectacular photos, as well as articles by noted horticultural authorities, nursery owners, state extension agents, master gardeners, and more. There are columns like Ask the Garden Pros, Regional Reports, and What to Do in the Garden. Of course, there's my column on the inside back page of every issue, but into each life a little rain must fall. Chicagoland Gardening Magazine, a publication of state-by-state gardening magazines. On newsstands everywhere, but go to chicagolandgardening.com and get a subscription. If you're in other parts of the Midwest or the South, try one of the 21 magazines in those regions by going to statebystategardening.com or call 888-265-3600, 888-265-3600. DNR Services Unlimited has been serving the north and northwest suburbs since 1992. They can take care of those little problems that never get done. They perform complete bathroom, basement, and kitchen remodels. And if you're looking for a complete home makeover, they can handle that too. Visit their website at RestoreTheNorthShore.com or give them a call at 847-998-1687. That's RestoreTheNorthShore.com or give them a call at 847-998-1687. It'll be easy to find someone cheaper, but a lot harder to find someone better. The daughter of the president requests your presence at tea. 
Alice Roosevelt beckons you to step back in time to 1905 at historic Fisher Farm in Bensonville on Saturday, June 3rd. The fiery and witty first daughter tells tales of her father, Teddy, her rocky relationship with her stepmother, Edith, and her romantic alliance with future Speaker of the House, Nick Longworth. Nestled in 100 acres of remnant prairie, the Fisher homestead has been beautifully restored and is just minutes away. Go to Fisher Farm on Facebook for more information. That sound you hear is my time machine letting me know it's time to return to our own world. This is your talk, WCGO. Hang on. Charlie is a friend of mine, used to live downtown in a little rented place up behind the movie house. Charlie had a rooftop garden planted out of view. And what was Charlie's garden hiding should be clear to you. I'm going up, up in Charlie's garden. You don't mean you're getting high in Charlie's garden, do you? Nah. Ooh. We're talking to the Wisconsin Vegetable Gardener. And yeah, that's singular, but they're plural. And that's a Holly and Joey Berry. No, Baird. <laughs> That's going to stick now. That is. I, I think so. I think I'm going to stay with that. Um, yeah, and, and speaking of up in Charlie's Garden here, you guys, um, I get it all the time. And I've been doing this, you know, 20 years. Uh, and people still go, oh, do you, do you grow hydroponics? <laughs> you know, and, I, and it's just like, really? In, in 2017, you're still making marijuana jokes and you think they're funny? Wow, it's just, do you, do you, do you get that uh, nonsense? Not as much as we used to whenever uh, we started. Uh, we would get a lot of questions like that, but now that we've kind of established a, a platform, we don't have that as much. When we, when we did our a lot of our growing indoors videos, we would get those kind of questions or comments or whatnot. Yeah. And, um, yeah. yeah. But, <laughs> and I've had random people ask me that, too, when, I, when they find out that, we have an indoor setup. They say, "Are you only growing vegetables and whatnot?" And I'm just like, <laughs> <laughs> "That's what I'm growing." Yeah. Well, we, when when we were telling people that we had grow lights, because we and and I see that you guys advertise for Happy Leaf LEDs, which yep. uh, give them a ding, a ding. Um, they're great people and they got great product. And uh, in fact, I got I still have some some plants under the grow light right now. Ha ha ha. Oh, I'm sorry. You see, you, you just everybody just naturally <laughs> gravitates to that whole dumb thing. Okay. Uh, <laughs> speaking of uh, of uh, garden stuff, uh, Peggy uh, was I did I see a photo of your yeah the you, potatoes the potatoes mm-hmm. she sent me she's grown potatoes in those big sacks uh, which you've done before right yes and yeah. and had good success mm-hmm. cool. and they're much easier to harvest that way. Well, yeah, you just break down the sack. Right? Yeah, you're not digging trenches. But you know, well, I I dig the I dug the trenches. Okay, I've got the trenches going in the, the neighbor's backyard. Too much work. Um, <laughs> yeah, um, I you know what I like it though. Um, there's there's something about the that work, um, Holly and Joey, that is is satisfying, isn't it? To a certain level, yeah. <laughs> uh, okay. Potatoes, uh, it, it's fun to harvest them, but that's one of the most tedious jobs there are in the garden. And whether if you throw them in a grow bag or uh, a sack, then you can just dump, dump them out. And you get all the potatoes. You don't have to worry about coming back this spring. Like I found four or five potatoes I missed, 
that are now re-sprouting that I'm going to, that, that I've dug up to get them out to get them out of that grow area so I can plant other crops. Well, the I was going to say the other reason I have them in the bags is I'm able to put them in full sun. Yeah, you can move them. Or, yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, and that's that's an issue that Peggy has, which is. Uh, she's got, well, used to have a lot of shade in her yard. Now it's kind of half. But where the vegetables are still does not get full sun. Okay. It gets afternoon sun. Yeah. And uh, so, and, and I'm using my dead neighbor's yard. There I said it. Somebody said that's a, that's a book title or it's a. It's a <laughs> I'm it, using my dead neighbor's yard. It's, or just my dead neighbor's <laughs> yard. Um, no, that's a song title. That's a song title, my dead neighbor's yard. So uh, I've got. <laughs> She, well, at least they don't know about it. Well, I know. Well, you know, and the problem was when she was alive, uh, rest her soul, she died this, earlier this year. Uh, she was like 94, okay? And um, uh, she she was a little cranky. and uh, But she would let us use the yard for, for occasionally for this and that. But now we, we've sort of taken it over. And now I've got my potatoes in there and beets are coming up and... Um, kale and peas and the tomatoes are still in. We're still really cautious, Kathleen and I. We're really, really cautious. We still got them in the greenhouse because we know we've got plenty of time. We're not worried. Um, we got this little uh, portable greenhouse in the backyard. And so those tomatoes are, they're a foot tall already. And just, uh, they look fabulous. They're, they're, they're blossoming already. We've got blossoms on our tomatoes and but we're still sort of watching the weather and mm-hmm. pretty soon pretty soon now we're going to put them out but we haven't done it yet one of the yellow gooseberries i don't know how the ones are that i gave you but one of the ones i have is getting blossoms too there we go uh, so, so mike are you suggesting that peggy needs a dead neighbor's backyard instead <laughs> of <laughs> well given given that last year her neighbor cut down all the trees in their yard without telling her um which means that Peggy's yard went from full shade to a lot of sun, and she has a lot of shade plants in there. I'm not suggesting that it should be a dead neighbor's yard. No, no, but no. They're very nice. <laughs> they're very lovely people. But just... but it doesn't hurt. Yeah, if they haven't sold the house. I don't know what they're going to do with the house next door. We figure this might be our last year where it's the, uh, the you know, the farm. Um, or you might get people coming in who are going, wow, this is cool. Vegetable garden. You know, I had one guy write to me on Facebook and he said, just take it over. And then when they come and buy the house, they will, uh, they'll, they'll want to keep it there. And I said, you know, I've done so many things on spec in my life already. I don't want to do another thing on spec. That's just crazy. Uh, besides if I rip out the lawn, they're going to say, what did you do to the lawn? (laughs) So... It's, lawn, what lawn? Well, it's actually mostly creeping Charlie and violets. So, lawn, what lawn? Yeah, really. There you go. So um, uh, we, we, we need to get some gardening tips. Uh, I, I, the reason I brought up um, potatoes uh, and Peggy's potatoes, because hers look really good, and they're, they're spilling out all, all over the bag already. And mine, I just got in. In fact, yesterday, I saw them finally peeking up through the mm-hmm. soil. Um, and I'm not worried about that. I know that I'm a little late. With the potatoes, but that's that shouldn't be a problem, should it? No, we planted potatoes uh, the Fourth of July weekend after we've harvested the garlic, and we've had potatoes in fall for harvest. But you just got to be, uh, be aware of what varieties you're planting. Are they early varieties, which take seventy to ninety days? Mid variety, ninety to one hundred and ten days, or late variety, one hundred and ten to one hundred and thirty days. Uh-huh. So you want to figure out when your last frost date is, and you can 
plant these succession plants potatoes all summer long and get harvested uh, throughout the summer. Well, I'll tell you the truth. I have no, I, I have no idea. Uh, but I, I have three varieties. I got a purple potato. I got a red potato. And the, you'll, you'll like this. The third potato is uh, what I bought at the grocery store, and it sat in the house in the pantry. And it started it's, sprouting. It started sprouting, so I planted it. They're russets. So yeah, I figured why not? And so I've got the three different kinds, and I figure one of them will. Um, come through for me mm-hmm. probably all of them and and one of the things I, I i have to admit i really enjoy is the search for potatoes in the ground now you you love the thing peggy with the basket and you dip it over and oh there they are where's the where's the challenge in that where's the fun whereas if they grow them in the ground you kind of you got to dig around carefully and try to find where they are and you and it's like finding gold it's the way i look at it so so the garden treasure what was that it's, I call it the garden treasure hunt. Yeah, it's, it, is a, it, is, it's, it is. It's a lot of fun because you don't know what you're going to end up with necessarily, and then all of a sudden you have these potatoes, and I think it's fun. And it's amazing. You have uh, our niece and nephew; they'll help us, and their their eyes just get big, and they just like, "Whoa, look at that!" There you go. See. So, if someone's now inspired to go plant potatoes and hasn't grown them before, how do they know when they're ready? How do you know when to to harvest them? Well, they will die back. They're going to grow uh, about 10 to 12 weeks, um, average average number there. Then they're going to put flowers on. That's just an indication of showing that they're, they're doing their thing. After the flowers die off uh, and the plant will progressively die back to nothing, it'll die out. It's not going to be dead because of the disease. If, then you can harvest them. We like to wait until the plant's almost physically completely brown and then dig them up so we know the potatoes are as large as they possibly can be. Uh-huh. You may have some issue with early blight. Uh, we found that to be very prevalent on our fingerling potatoes last year. Our other potatoes are, 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 are were fine. So you kind of want to look at disease-resistant potatoes if you if you feel that there's going to be issues. Uh, but you'll notice when they're ready to harvest, when the plant dies back mm-hmm. naturally. Uh, very interesting. Uh, oh, I, oh, I know. I had a, um, you, you talk about the potatoes, uh, two things. First of all, the flower of the potato tells you what color your potato is. I didn't realize that until a couple of years ago. And then somebody pointed that out to me. So if you got a purple flower, it means you got a purple potato. If you got a yellow flower, you got a yellow potato. Um, and, uh, have you found that to be true? Uh, for the most part, yeah. Yeah, and and also you don't want to remove the flowers. The, that was a big European thing for a couple of uh, years ago. You remove the flowers; it's going to put more energy into the tuber that has no scientific proof whatsoever. You're just taking an extra step. You don't need to, so don't do that. Just enjoy the flowers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know I like to see them. But the other thing that happens sometimes, and, I, and it happened in a garden in our community garden when I was growing potatoes there several years ago, the plants never went brown. They 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 stayed green. What what was I doing wrong, or what was going on? Have you had that happen before? Last year we had some long-season potatoes that didn't go green. Those are called uh, indeterminate potatoes. That has no uh, validity to the relation of an indeterminate tomato, which uh, bears fruit all season long, and you plant it deep, and the roots will put there, and more roots will come up. It just means it's going to grow for a very long time, and really frost kills that plant. Mm-hmm. So they're, they're determinate potatoes and indeterminate potatoes, but they have no uh, relation to the more soil you put up the stem, the more roots they're going to develop. That's 
that has nothing to do with it. It's just the name of it. It's just a longer season, mm. a long season growing potato. Okay. Well, we got like a, we got about a minute here. Uh, what uh, talk real quickly about what you like to do for your soil because soil is the most important thing in your garden. I know you guys are big fans of leaf mulch, aren't you? Right. We like to mulch with the leaves in the fall. We also don't believe in tilling our soil uh, to protect the natural ecosystem that's in there, but also helps to we, we use a garden fork and turn it over. And it also helps reduce a lot of weeds. When you till, you're cutting up all those weed seeds and weeds that are in the soil, and so they'll propagate themselves, which will increase more weeds. And there's weed seeds that can be dormant in your soil for up to about 80 years. So if you till, you might pick some of those up and bring them to the light. And can you cut those roots up, and those roots now, instead of removing one weed, those roots have been cut with a tiller, and now you have 25 or 30 weeds now have been broadcast in that grow area. And the weeds are very vigorous and can overtake your vegetables very easily. But wow. the big thing about the soil is not tilling for us is because it protects the worm life. It it creates the keeps the natural ecosystem. Really good, good, good. Not, yeah, not yeah. good advice. I love that. No till. Uh, Joey and Holly, thank you so much. Go to the WisconsinVegetableGardener.com. We'll talk to you soon. Have a great Sunday. Hi, I'm Peggy, and I publish Natural Awakenings Magazine. And for seven years, we've been helping Chicagoans to lead healthier, happier lives. Each month, our readers enjoy new information about integrative health and wellness, local foods, raising healthy kids and pets, helping our environment, and living a more sustainable life. Get your free copy of Natural Awakenings in more than 1,100 locations throughout city and suburbs, or visit us at nachicago.com. Natural Awakenings. Feel good. Live simply. Laugh more. Is this the year you finally get your lawn off drugs? But why stop there? Why not work with your city, your park district, and your local schools to create a neighborhood of lawns that are beautiful and safe? Logic Lawn Care is an Evanston-based company with a decade of experience managing large turf areas naturally. They'd be happy to sit down with you, your local school, or city to answer any questions and to give you a free lawn care estimate. Go to LogicLawnCare.com or call 847-421-6500. Do you remember when you were a kid and monarchs and other butterflies were everywhere? When is the last time you even saw a monarch? It's time to get back to nature and enjoy its elegance. Natural Communities Native Plants can help. Get rid of those pesticides and plant a wildflower sanctuary in your own backyard. Sit back and watch the birds and the bees and, yes, monarchs. Established native plants require less maintenance, no watering or fertilizers. Necessary and beautiful, they are a lazy gardener's dream. What's not to like? Natural Communities has more than 200 species of hard-to-find true native flowers, grasses, shrubs, trees, and seed. They can please everyone from the nerdiest native plant geeks to the neophyte. They even have native garden kits for beginners. Get back to nature. Go to naturalcommunities.net. That's naturalcommunities.net. Your talk. This is your talk. Only on 1590. Your talk. WCGO Evanston, Chicago.
see, my goal this morning is just to keep people awake. It's a Sunday morning. And, uh, you know, get out there. It's a yeah. beautiful day. You got to get out get there. Get up and dance in your kitchen, if nothing else. That's right. With your cup of coffee. And then when you spill it, mop, <laughs> mop it up with your socks. <laughs> That's isn't it, have Clean you ever, up an aisle five. Have you ever done that? You know, you just spill it and then you just walk around in your socks and you, and you wipe up the spill. And there you go. Uh, it's the Mike Novak Show with Peggy Malecki. Uh, we need to remind people that uh, we've got the Chicago Excellence in Gardening Awards coming up. Uh, we've talked about it on the show, and we're going to keep talking about it because we want Chicago gardeners to enter this contest. Um, Garden Awards are back, folks, yeah. in the city of Chicago. And it's open now to enter. That's right. And you can go. One of the easiest ways to find out about it is go to MikeNovak.net. And right on the home page, it says Chicago Gardening Awards. Uh, is it garden or gardening? Uh, I never know. So It says Chicago Gardening Awards. Yeah. Click okay. on that. It takes you to a page that tells you everything. Um, judging is going to start in July. But we've got uh, four different garden types eligible for awards. Um, ornamental, vegetable, container, and then specialized gardens which could be green roofs and walls, rain gardens, enabling gardens, sidewalk cafes, and all sorts of unique gardens. Yeah, all those things that you figure don't fit in any category, but they'll fit there. And uh, and then there are four categories you can enter for each of those. Uh, residential small, meaning uh, four units or fewer in a building. Uh, you've got residential large, that would be a multi-unit building if you garden for that. Schools, because we definitely want to encourage schools to get involved. Uh, and other organizations uh, that don't fit into the above categories, such as churches, businesses, fire stations, um, you know, box stores, I suppose. Uh, that's a business. Probably little pocket corner gardens. Uh, sure. That's a really good point. Uh, things like that. So, uh, And then there's a special category for community gardens. What we're going to do is award 12 uh, certificates to 12 gardens at large throughout the city of Chicago. Now, again, this this is open only to city of Chicago residents. Next year, who knows? Maybe uh, maybe we just make the whole thing regional. But uh, this competition uh, is sponsored, well, presented, I guess, by the Mike Novak Show and Illinois Extension, the Shed Aquarium, uh, Natural Awakenings Chicago Magazine, and uh, Chicago Community Gardeners Association. Uh, and we've had a, a lot of interest in this. And we're hoping that people right now, if you go to my website, go to MikeNovak.net and, and click on Chicago Gardening Awards. If you go down to the bottom, it'll take you to the place where you can fill out an application. So it's that, free. It's Yeah. And that's, it's yeah, free. Yeah, I know. It's free. Okay. <laughs> I, I guess we should let people know because maybe they're afraid they have to pay something. And, you know, maybe we should be saying that on all of our materials, mm -hmm. that it's free. Uh, of course, we don't mention that it costs anything, but it is free. So I It think is that, free. I think and, it's a good thing to add. And we're also looking for judges. Yeah, in addition to gardens, we're looking for ju judges. And if you're a gardener, and, and if you're a judge, you don't have to live in the city of Chicago. You can come from anywhere in, in the region. And you just need to know something about gardening. Uh, and have uh, spent some time in the garden so that you can actually judge <laughs> a garden, uh, not just because you shop at a Whole Foods. Uh, so uh, so there you go. And we hope that folks will participate and 
Chicago Excellence in Gardening Awards. Uh, there's a Facebook page. Go and like it. And while you're at it, then like the Mike Novak Show uh, and like uh, Natural Awakening Chicago. All of those things. All right. Cool. And enter your garden. Yes. Enter your garden. And and the entries we're taking right now till the 23rd of uh, June. June. So we got about a month. Got mm-hmm. about a month to get your entries in, and then the uh, judge, the gardens will be judged in July, and then the awards will be given out in September. That'll be a fun party. Yeah, it will be. I'm looking forward <laughs> to it. Well, I wanted to also let people know that this afternoon, today, Sunday, May 28th, from 1 to 4 p.m., the Glencoe Community Garden is launching its sixth season with an event called Dig, Dig, and Plant. They're going to be doing direct seed and crop planting at the garden. No gardening experience is necessary. Really? So, yeah, so anybody can come by and either learn or lend a hand, and it's not raining, so perfect to do that. It's at 380 Old Green Bay Road in Glencoe, and the Glenview Community Garden, I'm sorry, the Glenview, yeah, Glencoe Community Garden. Huh? Glencoe, not Glenview. Um, their motto is we grow it, give it to those in need, and compost the rest. So everything they grow in that community garden is going to food pantries and kitchens. Um, last year, they harvested over 13,000 pounds of organic veggies and herbs that they donated. Wow. That's so good stuff. It's it's a great cause. Um, and you can find them Facebook page or just go on out, 1, four, one to 4 at 380 Old Green Bay Road in Glencoe. Uh, the other week when we had Skeet on the program, we talked about the different uh, there's a couple of uh, health plant care reports that are put out and i had those if you go to um the may 21st uh post that i did at mikenovak.net i have links to uh them and one of them is the plant health care report that's put out by the morton arboretum uh and i'm looking at one of these and you know and i keep forgetting demayo was here actually here in the studio yesterday and those segments go so fast that I have all these questions I think I'm going to ask him, and then I forget. And one of the questions I've been meaning to ask him is about the winds. There have been It has been so windy mm-hmm. this spring, and I'm wondering what uh, the reason is. And except that, you know, obviously we've got fronts coming through and changing pressure gradients, so that's, that creates wind. But, spring in Chicago, but the, air quotes. The Morton Arboretum says the weather, they write in their health plant care report, uh, recent one, the weather has been all over the place this spring, but we have had strong winds on a regular basis. So, see, they've noticed, too. Uh, strong winds can be damaging to young leaves as they begin to emerge. A little bit of damage on a young leaf often results in a distinctly tattered, full-grown leaf. Often, this is the important part, this damage is incorrectly blamed on insect feeding. See, sometimes hmm. you get environmental stuff and people go, oh, I got a bug. Well, you got to get rid of the bug. Another weather problem that has cropped up is cold damage. There have been two or three nights recently where the temperatures dropped low enough to do a little bit of damage. Young leaves on perennials, trees, and shrubs may show some small black spots or slight puckering or deformation. This can be mistaken for a fungal problem. Hmm. Uh, ironically, this little bit of damage can be an entryway for disease organisms, so the picture is not always a clear one. So basically, you got physical damage that happens to your plant, which leads the way to uh, insect or disease damage. Yeah. Uh, but folks see the physical damage, and they immediately leap to the conclusion that it's got to be uh, an insect uh, or disease. Uh, their bottom line is that you need to be 
you, you need to examine problems closely while keeping the weird spring weather in mind. And, and keep any weather in mind because it's not always just the weird spring weather. Uh, let's say we're in a drought because that, that can lead to things too. And especially when you got uh, trees, um, you're, you're uh, looking down the road, you know. You got to keep those, especially a young tree, you got to mm-hmm. keep it hydrated. Now, that's not been a problem this year. <laughs> Holy smoke. What did Rick say? We had more than seven inches of rain yeah. above what we usually have. Uh, if you got something, we got like a minute here uh, before we go. No. Until, I thought you were looking at something in your computer. No, I'm just listening to Ben give us the countdown here. <laughs> oh, okay. In the second hour of the show, we're going to start with World Environment Day. Uh, Christy Weber from the Chicago Botanic Garden. But then, speaking of bugs, <laughs> bugs, bugs. Uh, get your uh, get your questions ready for Rick Moskovitz from A Plus Pest Control. He will be here in studio, and and we'll be Facebook living it. And we will be. So uh, stick around. It's the Mike Novak Show with Peggy Malecki, fifteen ninety WCGO. We'll be at back after no name news. Captain's log, stardate 42326.1. The Enterprise is under attack by an apparently hostile life form. Mr. Wolf, status report. They appear to be perambulating vegetables. We are being stalked by stalks of asparagus. That is incorrect, Mr. Wolf. Mr. Data, be more specific. Asparagus officinalis, or killer asparagus, was the subject of a very popular 21st century tome by the brilliant author Mike Novak. Mike Novak. I'm familiar with his work. Of course. Attack of the Killer Asparagus is required reading at Starfleet Academy. Tell me more, Mr. Data. He has been variously compared to Mark Twain, Dave Barry, and Gwynok of Ninglador. Captain, shields are failing. Thank you, Mr. Wolf. Mr. Data, options. Captain, it seems to be available online at aroundtheblockpress.com. What do they have to say? Hmm. It appears that Mike Novak is a slapstick every gardener, taking all our self-delusions, mishaps, and confusions, and playing them for big laughs. That's not very helpful, Mr. Data. No, it is, however, highly accurate. Welcome to the second hour of the Mike Novak Show with Peggy Malecki. Call us with your questions and comments at 847-475-1590. Here they are again, Peggy Malecki and Mike Novak. Whenever my head starts to hurt, before it goes from bad to feeling worse, I turn off my phone, I get down low, and put my hands in the dirt. I try to stop the world from... And then I, and I rub it all over my body. And then I'm and, getting it out uh, from under my fingernails. And right, exactly. And, and my hair and stuff, and that's because I'm really messy. Welcome back to the Mike Novak Show with Peggy Malecki on a, uh, I believe the sun's gone away. Yeah. So are we going to get that rain here? That's going to, I is, don't know. Check your uh, little uh, uh, radar thing there. I want to know uh, what we got going. Good morning to Ariana, who's still awake over uh, there. That's right. Uh, in, and still across the glass because it's still safer over on that side. Ooh, and the we're, sec- we're not going to get much if we get any. So it's like the tail. So Milwaukee got hammered, and we'll mm-hmm. just get like the tail end of it. Okay, because it's kind of sideswiping us. Is it? Yeah, yeah. We might get something here. Yeah, maybe even in the northern suburbs. Actually, in your neck of the woods there. Maybe or looks like Waukegan will get hit. Um, sure. Uh, I was noticed noting. That uh, I get, I get these reports, and I'm sure a lot of you do too, 
in the second hour. We're going away a little bit from gardening. Go more. Oh, I think I have a Moscovich sighting outside. So there you go. Um, uh, more environmental stuff because we're going to start with Christy Weber from uh, Chicago Botanic Garden in just a few minutes. Uh, but I got my update from Springfield because, as you know, the General Assembly is still in session. As they try to figure out a budget for Illinois, uh, that might yeah. or might not happen. <laughs> Good luck. Yeah, really. So you, you kind of hope that other things get passed. I don't actually know how that works. I mean, if you don't have a budget, how do you... Um, let's see. Well, they can pass it. They just don't fund it. Yeah, that's true. And it's got to be signed by the governor as well. And he's got his own agenda. I don't get the governor. He's like, he decided that term limits are a thing. Nobody else in the state thinks it's a thing. He's decided he doesn't want any unions. Uh, This is a union state. Uh, Dude, nobody's (laughs) listening to you. Just sign the freaking budget, okay? Just sign it. Uh, At any rate. Can we take the duct tape from the commercials? Uh, so uh, the Illinois Environmental Council sent a, 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 a newsletter the other day saying that Tuesday the Illinois Senate passed a budget. The Senate, not uh, the General Assembly, just the Senate right now, or not the House part of the General Assembly, uh, passed a budget and and revenue on partisan roll call. So, again, it's, it's you know, we, we don't talk to each other anymore. Mm-hmm. The two sides do not talk anymore. SB 6 is a bill that contains the proposed budget, and SB 9 contains revenue increases to fund the budget, including a tax increase, from what I hear. Um, uh, They say, as a whole, the budget does contain sufficient funding for IEPA, the Illinois Environmental Protection Agency, IDNR, Illinois Mm -hmm. Department of Natural Resources, including some important appropriations of federal pass-through funds, Soil and water conservation districts and other agency programs that we care about. It also appropriates $50 million from the Renewable Energy Resource Fund to the Illinois Power Agency to kickstart the Illinois Solar for All program, which has been one of our key asks for the season. Again, we're talking about the Illinois Environmental Council. Mm -hmm. Uh, And the fate of this budget is in the House and in front of the governor, and that's uncertain. But there's some cool things that the Senate did pass. Um, milkweed protection passes um, Senate Environment. All right. HB 685 prohibits municipalities from labeling milkweed as a noxious weed. And it passed unanimously in the Senate Environment Committee. And but th- that's just a committee. I but mean. it's moved forward one yeah, step. Yeah, that's true. Um, you were pointing out industrial <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to figure out who, who's going who's gonna to vote against this. There's always somebody out there who says, well, we can't have milkweed not being a weed. We, we it's going to take over. We can't save the monarchs. That's just silly. Okay. Anyway, go ahead. Um, <laughs> the Natural Areas Stewardship Act passed the Senate. It was a Senate Bill 1029 um, allowing IDNR to create an optional grant program to fund conservation stewardship for Illinois Nature Preserve Commission property. And that is actually headed into the House because I got something from Open Lands this past week. Mm-hmm. Um, less than 1% of Illinois remains in its natural state. Illinois Nature Preserves form the foundation of what's left. When Arthur Pearson was in, we were talking about this a couple weeks ago. Right. Um, so this act is going to allow nonprofit organizations like Open Lands to help local and state government owners of nature preserves do stewardship actions. So Open Lands is asking that you contact your uh, house legislators, house legislators, and ask them to pass that. And I notice SB 1249 
to allow industrial hemp in Illinois. Yeah, really. Moved out of the Illinois House. This bill has, it says here, this is IEC's writing, this bill has opposition. Who? Ah, ah. It's industrial hemp. It's, do you know the difference between smoking hemp and roping hemp? You don't know it. I just coined a phrase. Uh, and, uh, uh, and Tweet that, Ariana. And they are working to negotiate a regulatory scheme that will allow Illinois farmers to grow hemp that can be manufactured into all legal hemp products in Illinois, including food. Including food. Which is a big market. Yeah. Money coming in in a state that needs money. We're, it's the 21st century, folks. Hemp is an important product. We we need to get back to that. But there's there will be opposition, and it's... I forget who's the, uh, uh, you know, some of it are the, the, the idiot drug uh, people, the just say no to hemp, which is insane. All right. Uh, when we come back, we're going to talk about World Environment Day with Christy Weber from the Chicago Botanic Garden. It's the Mike Novak Show with Peggy Malecki, 1590 WCGO Chicago's Smart Talk. Do you remember when you were a kid and monarchs and other butterflies were everywhere? When's the last time you even saw a monarch? It's time to get back to nature and enjoy its elegance. Natural Communities Native Plants can help. Get rid of those pesticides and plant a wildflower sanctuary in your own backyard. Sit back and watch the birds and bees and, yes, monarchs. Established native plants require less maintenance, no watering, and fertilizers. Necessary and beautiful, they are a lazy gardener's dream. What's not to like? Natural Communities has more than 200 species of hard-to-find true native flowers, grasses, shrubs, trees, and seed. They can please everyone, from the nerdiest native plant geek to the novice. They even have native garden kits for beginners. And until May 31st, mention the Mike Novak Show and get 10% off any plant purchase. Get back to nature. Go to naturalcommunities.net. That's naturalcommunities.net. Have you ever walked into a hair salon and been overwhelmed by the smell of chemicals? That's never going to happen at Organic Roots Eco Salon. They use only the safest, most natural, professional hair care products available to make sure you get exceptional color results that last and won't harm the environment or you. Their products and services are free from ammonia, formaldehyde, and other toxins ordinarily found in hair color, perms, and keratin smoothing treatments. Organic Roots offers non-toxic, vegan-friendly nail services. They've also just introduced a complete menu of natural hair care services for textured hair of all lengths. And how many salons do you think repurpose hair clippings, recycled product containers, and use LED lighting? Walk into 21st Century Hair Care for women and men at Organic Roots Eco Salon, 3417 Dempster in Skokie. Book your appointment at OrganicRootsEcoSalon.com or call 847-423-2653. Health and beauty. You no longer have to sacrifice one for the other. This is your talk. You want to just put in hashtags in any of your social media. Hashtag 1590WCGO. Evanston, Chicago. Well, there's nothing I like better than being corrected on the radio. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. What'd we do? Uh, well, I, I, made, I made a statement about uh, 
potato flowers reflecting the color of the tuber. Uh, and uh, I've been corrected on Twitter. Um, and I and I got it from a friend who who told me this. And I have to admit, it wasn't scientific research. It was somebody. Uh, I don't know if he had done it via observation or or had been talking or, or doing this for years or whatever. Uh, Garden Opus, who uh, is in uh, Villa Park, Thrilla in Villa, um, writes not correct. Uh oh. Potato flower color and tuber color not controlled by the same genes. And there are tuber colors beyond the range of flower color. And then I wrote, uh, thanks for the update. Do you have more? I was looking for a link. In fact, I, I kind of invited Garden Opus to call in and talk to us about this. Uh, he or she uh, writes back, uh, gets a little complicated with identification of all the alleles. Next, I send will be a little more general purpose. Uh, and there's a couple of links here, which I really haven't had time to read through. And then the final tweet, important to note from Garden Opus writes, uh, important to note, genes also control the distribution of a pigment, meaning where it lands throughout the plant. But I guess... In general, it works, but it, apparently, specifically, it doesn't. <laughs> so uh, I, I have to do a little more research on this, and I'll find out about the pigment of potato flowers yeah. and, and uh, their relationship to the color of the tubers. And if this is any indication, this sentence from the first link, quote, potatoes make life complicated for the breeder in several ways. Well, there we go. So obviously, so it's go. it's a it's a it's a difficult issue. And but I I appreciate that. Thank you, Garden Opus, for calling this to my attention. Because uh, above all, I want to get things right. So let's go to the phone and bring in Christy Weber from the Chicago Botanic Garden. Christy, how are you? I'm doing great, Mike. How are you and Peggy today? Uh, we're wonderful. Uh, so I understand Super. you you're already out there uh, working in the fields. Uh, have you got any rain up there yet? No, it is, um, yeah, no, it's pretty cloudy out, but it looks like we're maybe kind of at that tail end of that frontal system right. coming through. So it's, you know, it's a little hard to tell, but it looks like anyway, it's going to clear up Yeah, and the sun will come back. <laughs> You've been uh, following the radar the same way we have, haven't you? Oh my gosh. Yeah. It's, um, yeah, it's funny how certain times and when we have our program season and all of that I feel like all I do is you know watch the uh, watch the weather and uh, the radar maps mm -hmm. that's yeah you know that's 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 very interesting because uh, um, you guys have to be very aware of that I do it on a casual basis because oh am I gonna go outside am I gonna I'm gonna do something but you guys, you guys have got events and you've got uh, folks coming in there thousands of people per day to the Chicago Botanic Garden and you you have to be kind of aware of what uh, what the weather's going to do no you're exactly uh, you're exactly right last week we did our first we called it Get Growing Weekend. So it was Saturday and Sunday. And as you might recall, Saturday, I, the skies just kind of opened up. And um, so, you know, we I uh, have a rain plan, you know, always um, at the back of my mind and figured out so that, you know, we have that, uh, you know, have that option. But that's, you know, was to me just a real recent example of, you know, we were pretty washed out on Saturday. But then luckily Sunday, 
you know, the weather improved, and, um, you know, we were able to get folks, uh, you know, back out here at the fruit and vegetable garden mm-hmm. with different activities and such. And uh, so, but no, you are so uh, correct. It, um, you know, we're just always, you know, always ready to uh, kind of go to plan B, if you will, if we need to. Uh, by the way, Christy Weber is Director of Interpretive Programs at the Chicago Botanic Garden. Uh, and, you, and you mentioned the fruit and vegetable garden. Uh, you probably heard me talking about the potatoes. You don't happen to have any information on that, do you? No, not, not lots. It does sound like it's pretty complicated genetically. Um, just from the part I could hear you and Peggy talking about. Um, but, yeah, I was kind of aware of that, that the color didn't necessarily match the tuber. It seems like a lot of potato flowers might be kind of purplish, but the tuber isn't necessarily mm-hmm. uh, purple. Mm-hmm. But I have to say, I, you know, I um, and even though I grow potatoes at home, you know, it's funny, I'll be watching more for that in a sense, because to me it's always neat to kind of make observations too. Yeah. And kind of, you know, once you start learning more to be like, oh, hey, what's happening in my garden? What are my potatoes doing? And um Anyway, so I'm I'm glad that came up because it's it real you know there's so many interesting things in the world of gardening and nature and all of that that you know always to be explored. Yeah, and 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 I know that a lot of people don't grow potatoes because they say, well, what's the point? Uh, you can they're so cheap at the store. On the other hand, mm-hmm. you can, you can't you can't get the kinds of potatoes you can grow in your own yard mm-hmm. at the store. Oh you, my gosh, yeah, no, that's what turned me on to it. I don't know, maybe five years or so ago. Um, and, you know, obviously working here, my office is actually in the fruit and vegetable garden. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I get to see all the neat varieties that our horticulturist is, um, you know, getting each year and planting here. Um, and, you know, I thought, hey, I'm going to try this too. And I've now found a couple of varieties that you can't buy mm-hmm. even at the, I mean, at least in my experience, I have never seen them at the, or seen this one in particular at the farmer's market, but um, I heard about it. I got some and now I grow it every year. <laughs> okay. Well, that got us uh, off course here, but so let's get, <laughs> let's, let's get right back to why you're on the program so I can let you get back to your work at the garden before it starts to rain. If it does rain. Uh, <laughs> um, uh, I just got to say that June 5th is World Environment Day, W-E-D, and uh, you guys, because, uh, well, because the 5th is on a Tuesday this year, no, Monday, no, tu- what? No, you're right, Tuesday. Tuesday, so you guys are... No, Monday. Monday, yeah, Monday. Oh, gosh, is a Monday. I am so sorry. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the event yeah, is Saturday, June third. Why so. did I say Tuesday? I and I wrote that wrong in the in the blog. I got to fix that because June fifth is a Monday. Because if the third is a Saturday, <laughs> the fifth has got to be. Yikes! Okay, uh, a Monday. So, but at, regardless, next Saturday, you guys are doing a bunch of stuff <laughs> at the Chicago Botanic Garden in honor of World Environment Day. Yes, you are exactly. Um, Exactly right. Um, and probably why I hesitated a little bit, too, is um, World Environment Day um, started out, actually, it was the, um, uh, the same year that Earth Day started. So I believe that was 1972. And uh, I, believe, I believe that would be 1970. I think Earth oh, 1970. Day. Okay. So it was about the same time as, you know, that Earth Day got started. And um, World Environment Day is one of the programs of the United Nations Environment Program. Mm-hmm. So a lot of people call that UNEP. And um, UNEP, United uh, Nations Environment Program, um, has 
featured. Uh, World Environment Day is one of its um, signature programs, if you will, you know, for many, many years. And it, I think, is typically June 5th. Um, again, because, you know, what we realized is, you know, like we were just, oh, is it Monday, Tuesday? Um, a date will be on various days um, each year, depending just how the calendar falls. And we realized, okay, if it is a Tuesday and we're celebrating World Environment Day, there might not be quite as many visitors as on, say, a Saturday um, or Sunday when, you know, more folks tend to come to the Botanic Garden when they have their days off. Mm -hmm. Um, And so a number of years ago when we started making World Environment Day more of a public event, um, the idea was, hey, let's pick the first Saturday of June because then you have a consistent uh, date, if you will, or, you know, day. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, and then you're offering it on a day consistently that, you know, more people um, are available to attend and And, might be just at the garden anyway. So, sorry, so that was that kind of hesitation for me, too, on the, um, you know, on the date, because we, too, kind of settled on this first Saturday um, idea. So we've been doing it at the garden for... um, a number of years, and partly it stemmed um, from the time that we opened our new plant conservation science center at the Botanic Garden. Right. And with this idea of, you know, what are the opportunities we have to highlight all of the terrific plant conservation science work that is going on? Um, we have lots of scientists, graduate students. Um, all doing just amazing things in the plant conservation science world. And, and you have a, a, a lot of uh, those experts uh, on display, so to speak, on Saturday because you have uh, uh, seminars. You're going to learn from the experts things about uh, biodiversity, which I love the idea about yes. moss. Mm-hmm. Uh, eco, yes. Eco-friendly lawn care, which I talk about on this show all the time. Mm-hmm. Choosing and using mulches, which everybody needs to know about. Native right. native plants for Chicago gardens. It goes on and on and on. And 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 the best thing is that this whole thing on Saturday is family friendly. Mm-hmm. You've got uh, uh, about birds. You can make your own bird's nest to take home. You can become a citizen scientist with Project Bud Burst. Uh, there's a game you can play on a giant map of Illinois, digging the soil. Uh, and take part in field work games and on and on. So this is great stuff. Yeah, Peggy. Yeah, and the cool thing, plastic plant pot recycling. You can bring in all right. those garden pot plot. <laughs> garden pots, not plots. Uh, so after you've planted your garden plot, bring in the pots. Exactly. Exactly. And we have um, we have been working with uh, Random Acts of Flowers, and they do a vase drive with hey, us. Hey, there so is there a sponsor here. Flower vases. They're sponsored at WCGO, so Random Acts of Flowers. There we go. Yep, and um, we also have, which is really a great community service as well within this recycling area, North Shore University Health System is sponsoring um, a medication take-back. So, again, it's that perfect time when you're spring cleaning, you find expired medicines or what have you. You can bring them here, and they're disposed of in, you know, the proper way. So we try to make everything on World Environment Day opportunities for people to learn more about how to be, um, you know, environmentally conscious and, uh, you know, learn what they can do in their own homes and practices to, um, to support that. 
Uh, and uh, I noticed not only do you have the outdoor stuff, you have the indoor stuff, including a couple of film screenings at uh, 10 a.m., Chicago, right. Chicago's True Nature, The Forest Preserves of Cook County. One thirty, you have a film that I have not seen and I've been itching to see, which mm-hmm. is Ch- Chasing Ice. And you guys are going to have uh, Tom Skilling uh, come by and talk about it because, uh, you know, I don't. I, I don't know how he manages to do so many appearances. Uh, oh, my gosh, no. And he is such a terrific supporter of World Environment Day and um, is always here and, you know, answering people's questions and leading um, programs and discussions. So it's, uh, yeah, it definitely um, adds so much to the day. Uh, but that's not all. But wait, folks. But wait. There's wait, more. There's even more. You're right. That's, you've got food. Uh, you, you're, you're bringing Windy City Harvest into this. You, you actually have a farmer's market there on that day, don't you? Well, um, yes. Our Windy City Harvest Urban Agriculture Program will have a farmer's market stand. Um, so they'll be um, featuring produce for sale that comes from their growing site. So I know they were just here last weekend, and oh, my gosh, they had beautiful radishes, kale, um, mesclun mix, oh, just incredible things. Uh, and uh, why not? Why not take advantage of it? I mean, if, if you need a reason to go to Chicago, Chicago Botanic Garden and to buy fresh produce, that's mm-hmm. that's not a bad reason to show up at all. No, not at all. And one of the other things that is really terrific this year is our new Regenstein Learning Campus is open. So yeah, we've done things over in that vicinity off and on at the Kleinman Family Cove, doing aquatic exploration. But, gosh, now we have this whole fabulous new area to feature with uh, programming for World Environment Day. Mm -hmm. And so we'll have a special focus on um, critter diversity. The overall (laughs) theme for World Environment Day this year is biodiversity. And then in each of these different areas where we have kind of program hubs, if you will, have their own theme. So critter diversity is the theme over at the Regenstein Learning Campus, and we'll Oh gosh, have all kinds of explore—excuse uh, me—exploration of pollinators, um, moths of Illinois. Um, the Wildlife Discovery Center will be there with a number of live animals to, um, you know, be able to learn more about. And we have our new butterfly exhibition open in the same location. So, gosh, yeah, there's just you know, wow. so many the- things. It'll be a very full day. And the question I have for you is because Peggy and I went to the opening of the Regenstein Learning Campus last year. Right. How, how's that lawn holding up? Because I, <laughs> oh, I, gosh. All right. Well, it's um, they have resodded, uh-oh. I think, uh-oh. at least once. Okay. And it just, you know, it just went through kind of, you know, where they added, you know, some fresh sod. Um, and, uh, you know, they kind of opened it up again. You know how you section something off for sure. just a little bit to let things take root. Yeah. And uh, so it just got opened up again, and oh my gosh, um, it is always busy. <laughs> of course there. it is. And boy, the kids love running up and down. Kids? Well, so did Mike. I was rolling in the grass there. Oh, Come on. Wow. Yeah. It's... Okay, a kid at heart. That's awesome. <laughs> and I was splashing in the water. I'm, I'm, a, I'm an emotional Yay. six-year-old, basically, <laughs> so, just to let you know. Well, the... Uh, 
the theme is biodiversity. It, it, and by the way, I, I did a little uh, research while you were chatting there, and the uh, uh, WED started uh, in 1974. So it was right around okay, the... thank you. Sure. All right, uh, for that clarification. Yeah, it started right around, you know, within a few years of uh, the first Earth Day celebration. Uh, and June 3rd, next Saturday, 10 a.m. to 4 p.m., Chicago Botanic Garden. And the address, of course, is, Christy? 1000 Lake Cook Road in Glencoe, Illinois. And we'll also have a shuttle uh, going from Brayside, uh, excuse me, Glencoe train station. Okay. Um, so folks can take public transportation. Sounds and, good. Uh, or ride their We're bike. out of time. Thank you, Christy. Have fun. Take care. Did you know it takes almost 2,000 gallons of water to produce one pound of beef? In a Green Diva Minute, you'll learn more and be on your way to living a deeper shade of green. It takes only 39 gallons of water to produce one pound of vegetables. Meat production releases more greenhouse gases than veggies. Emissions from livestock currently make up almost 15% of the global greenhouse gases. Of that, beef and dairy alone make up 65%. One cow's annual output of methane, you know, cow fluffs, burps, call them what you want, is equivalent to the emissions generated by one car burning 235 gallons of gas. Talk about stinky climate change. More vegetables equals a happier planet. Just saying. I'm Green Diva Meg, and you can find more low-stress green living tips at thegreendivas.com. Your family and pets spend a lot of time in public parks, schoolyards, and on your own lawn. And you want those grounds to be not only beautiful, but safe. Logic Lawn Care is an Evanston company with a decade of experience successfully creating beautiful lawns naturally. Logic works with homeowners on the North Shore and also with schools, park districts, and cities across Chicagoland to manage large turf areas naturally. Get a free estimate. Go to LogicLawnCare.com or call 847-421-6500. Have you taken advantage of the Mike Novak Show special offer at the Sugar Beet Food Co-op in Oak Park? Yes, the Sugar Beet is a community-owned grocery store, but it's open to everyone, and it features local and organic products. Stop in, mention the Mike Novak Show, and you'll get $5 off any purchase of $15 or more. The Sugar Beet Food Co-op is at 812 Madison, just west of Oak Park Avenue, and online at sugarbeet.coop. That's sugarbeet.coop. This is your talk. Hey, this place is really something else, huh? Only on 1590 WCGO, Evanston, Chicago. Kind of got the swing thing going here this morning. You bet. It's a... (laughs) (laughs) And we're on Facebook Live right now, so if you go to the Mike Novak Show on Facebook... You can watch us for the next half hour. Uh, yeah, we are streaming live. We've got the wide view here. Uh, I hope uh, folks uh, who are listening to the pro program will go to Facebook and uh, take a look. And the guy on your right, <laughs> I'm doing this backward. The guy I'm pointing to here on uh, my left, but your right, audience right, <laughs> Is Rick Mostritz, uh and he's going to do us a little number. Are you going to do us a little number to, to sort of sing us into the segment? Well, I know you just moved to Evanston. Yeah. So I just got a little ditty for you. Okay. Just a little ditty. All right, here we go. I'm not Harry Belafonte, though, so keep that in mind. <laughs> okay. Not even close. <clears throat> Thank you. 
Mike Novak. Mike Novak. Mike Novak, he takes his flowers and moves to Evanston with Peggy. Mike Novak, everybody. Mike Novak. Mike Novak, he takes his flowers and moves to Evanston. <laughs> okay, that's enough. Okay, that's all the time we have. Good night, everybody. Uh, what about those potatoes? Uh, what are, and what, we'll, and why can't I hear my headphones? We'll have, uh, we'll have to see what folks are. I don't know. Uh, did you lose? You, you I think. I think uh, Rick blew them out there. That's <laughs> there, there's something that happened there. We may have to have you do another ditty because I know you do your little jingle, but not end. yet. At the end. Yeah. At the. Oh, at the. It has to be. Are you telling me how to run my show? Is that you're yes. you're programming my show? I always don't. Get I? out of here. Don't I? Get out of here. <laughs> Every time. <right? laughs> how are so you? who is this guy? Hi. It's Rick Moskovitz, and he's the uh, the guy behind A plus Pest Control. How are you? Okay, and A plus natural enzymes. Is the and product. A plus, you know, A plus natural enzymes. I never understand. Okay, there we go. Uh, he's got two websites, and it's always very confusing. So I just send people to A plus pest control, and they can figure out the yes, rest. Yes, they of can. The, figure it out because it's all up there anyway. All your your endorsements and your recommendations and all the stuff you do, which uh, is all non toxic. And yes. what is if, speaking of the product this, you're this holding is, up? Yeah. By the way, did you know we had we won the Skokie. Can we, uh, we also won the Skokie Business of the Year this year. I've got it on my website. You didn't read my blog? Come I on, did. dude. I dude. did. I read it. I did. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Skokie this, Business. This is uh, called Bedbug Eliminator. Okay. Which can be used for other insects, but it's so safe that. Uh oh. He's. Oh boy. Just move a little closer to the mic. There. I'm melting. Don't, <laughs> don't 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 put it on a control. No, board, I won't okay? put it. Up. Yeah. It's very safe, but it kills bugs. So, am I allowed to ask what the active ingredient yeah, is? Salt. Salt? Sodium lower sulfate. As if our bodies sorbate, aren't salty enough already. And uh, potassium sorbate. And, and, uh, and those, those are basically, uh, salt, those are basically salts. Yeah, so we can bring that down. Mixed with enzymes. Yeah. And it dissolves the waxy coating of the insect's body, which protects the exoskeleton, the outside protection. Yeah. We have an endoskeleton inside. But right, of course. Outside. Yeah. Exoskeleton. But it's good to know, you know, you've got to understand the physiology of the critter you're working with. Right. Because you work with exoskeletons and endoskeletons if you're, you know, dealing with mice and rats, right. rats and, and other critters. This won't kill mice, though. No, I hope not. Uh, but it will. Uh, talk about the bed bug issue because over the past few years, that's become kind of a, a, a big deal in Chicago, hasn't yes. it? What's, what's the story? Why is that happening? Well, it's all over the world, really. Really? And we've been number one, except for this year, only number six, according to one big company. So I was kind who, of disappointed. Who's we? Know? What's that? Who's we are number six? Uh, Chicago. When we were number one, that's when I get interviewed a lot, you know. Oh, we're no, <laughs> we're no longer number one in bed. We're no longer number one. Because of you, right? You've I knocked, think so. You've knocked us down to six? That's, that's true. All right, give that man a <laughs> Okay. But... Uh, why Why is this happening? Why are there bed bugs? People are becoming, they're traveling, basically. And they're coming from the Middle East and Europe, and uh, they're carrying it back with them. And some people, it's a funny thing, because some people get bit, some don't. Uh-huh. So, so it, I, it depends on what you taste like, huh? Right. Just like, just like uh, wasps and bees, some people get stung, some people don't. That's true. Yeah, Mosquitoes, but, but regardless of whether you get bed, you don't want bed bugs no. running around in your no, house, in, you don't. in your bed. No, you don't. Uh, so, give us some some basic advice. Uh, now, you used to do 
maybe you still do. You used to do kind of a heat treatment thing. Well, do you, you do have that? to. I, I believe, like our products, we, we make this product mixed with a silica, like a sand, mm-hmm. which leaves a residual, which works really well on bed bugs and even garbage. Like, like diatomaceous earth? It's or similar to that, yes. Yeah. And, but I believe in heat, too. Uh-huh. We, we use steam, which uh, we do a four week treatment, which is a steam treatment, and we use our natural. We use this product, actually. Mm-hmm. Now, now, do you use it before or after or simultaneously well, or what? F- well, there's an order. We do it. Matter of fact, there's a, there's a way. If you go to my website of uh, the aplusnaturalenzymes.com, there is a media page. It has a video. It has a bunch of videos, actually, but it has a bed bug uh, not, treatment. Not just you playing the guitar, but actual no. treatment stuff for, uh, yeah. So that's, that's what you're going to mm-hmm. find. You're going to find different things on the website, though. Of course you are. Absolutely. And so I actually testified at the hearing in 2013 in Chicago uh-huh. with the Rogers Park Builders. Right. They asked me to. And uh, it's, it's a big problem. It still is. It hasn't gone away, really. Uh, and, and you're saying it's because people travel all over the place and they're uh, careless and they bring back bed bugs and they don't realize that they're bringing them yeah, back. It crawls into luggage. Yeah. Which, is why, which is why I don't travel. Ever. Always, I just always. lock myself in my yeah. in my house, <laughs> and I and I go outside the garden, and then I come right back in, and I lock the door. You always got to check the the, the, uh, the beds, especially always mm-hmm. when we go on vacation, we check mattresses, pull all the mattresses up, and make sure there are no blood spots there or streaks, sure or droppings, you know. Yeah. Yeah. So or live bed bugs, or live bed bugs because uh, yes. are, are are they nocturnal? If you pull up a. Uh, are they like cockroaches? Well, they might you... be out. They might be out, but they really they, they come out in the middle of the night. Right. They attack you at like three, four in the morning, and they anesthetize you. They, they wait until you're in your REM right. sleep. Mm-hmm. Right. Okay. That's right. Do they, they really? And they anesthetize you, so you don't feel it. So they they kind of give you a, a shot of Novocaine. Yeah. And then they suck your blood, and then they go away. I love to suck they, your blood. I love to suck your blood. Yes. Good yeah. evening. They are vampires. No, it's good morning. It's, it's good morning. For, for, I for, sucked for, your for, blood yeah. already. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, we're getting uh, folks who are... Yeah, we're getting some questions. Look at this. I love this. Uh, we've gotten. We've got the bed bugs. We know that you can use this stuff. You can. Oh, you, you, you call A+. Plus. You can go to uh, aplusspest.com uh, is, is what you do. Uh, to get a hold of Rick and his folks over there, uh, award-winning A plus, right. A plus pest. I was going to talk to Patrick, who's my office manager, who is now on vacation. He was going to come with me. But I know, come. and I apologize for that for for dragging you in here when you don't have Patrick to control you. Okay, <laughs> it's he, true, and he knows when to take away the guitar and, yeah. and when to let you have. You know, and I noted I noted earlier in the program, I'm the only show that lets you bring your guitar. That's right. Mm-hmm. What is wrong with the other people in radio? In yeah, this but you town? wouldn't let me. You wouldn't let me bring a banjo, though. Yes, I would. You uh, would? Yeah. Oh, well, you sure. could have brought your banjo. I don't care. There you okay. go. Well, you know, next time. Do you know how to play it? No. Oh, <laughs> well, that's why he can't really. bring his banjo. Right. You're bit. not. Don't don't bring the banjo. Okay. Um, Let's let's talk mosquitoes real quick because you brought something for me, right? Mm-hmm. I hope because mm-hmm. Kathleen yeah. Kathleen said, um, make sure that Rick brings his cedar oil because we have been using cedar oil for years. Mm-hmm. That's all. I mean, we that's the it? cedar concentrates. Ah, oh, the okay. concentrates. Yeah, and and we've got coming in on Facebook Suzanne Myring also asking about safe mosquito abatement in your yard. So with, with this, with this is this is. Uh, Sure, but it's a very highly concentrated. So you use two of these bottles in a lawn sprayer. Got it? Take a look, Peggy. 
Because no, I was going two to. Of these oh, yeah, hold it up to the, to the camera. Hold it up to the camera. Two, two, this is called. Uh, wait, a, wait a second. I'm taking these off. Give me this thing. Okay. Right, a go. plus natural enzymes. Choice Pro Concentrate. Okay. Uh, Don't fall. <laughs> Don't fall, Mike. Oh, it's actually. It's backwards. There we go. Or something. Anyway, so uh, anyway, with, with this, Cedar with this, Choice so you Pro. Put it, you put it in the lawn sprayer, you know, on the, mm-hmm. it's on your hose. And those two bottles, which are eight ounces, make 20 gallons. Okay. Really? And you wow. go, and you, take, you go around your house, three feet up, six feet out, and you put a barrier up. If you're having a party, you can treat the lawn with it. It also says it repels ants, fleas, and roaches. It will repel. Yes, it will. It repel. Uh, Cedarol is a natural pheromone blocker. Okay. It is a natural scent blocker, so they don't know you're there. there. Huh. But, and the wonderful thing I like about the cedar oil is that it smells, smell, good. It smells good. It You mm-hmm. know, you know he, uh, if you ever have therapy. a cedar chest where you put your stuff in yeah, it. Yes, where, where's, where's Robbie Earhart when we need her? I know. this is She would, she would love this, this odor. Uh, but you, you, uh, if you have a cedar chest and you put your clothes in it to protect mm-hmm. them, the reason you do it is because the insects don't like it. They don't like, right. it. They don't like that smell. We, we do barriers. Uh, we do that service too around the houses and things. So, and buildings. so you create basically say that again. A barrier. Now, we you, create a barrier. Well, yeah, but you put this. You you dilute it. You put it in a sprayer, right. and then you spray the backyard. Yeah, or, or around the building, up on the building. And and again, this is uh, completely safe. Yeah, and, the, and and also water actually activates it. So really? if it rains, it's going to get even faster. more. So you go now. Let me ask you a question: Is it going to be, let's say, somebody doesn't like the smell of cedar oil, is it going to be overwhelming? Uh, temporarily. Okay. That will, smell will go away, though. That's what's good but about it. But I think it's a great smell. Mm-hmm. I really don't have We to used come. to, uh, we treated for a long time uh, Charter One Pavilion. It used to be that. Yeah, you used to do Charter One, yeah. We used to. And the reason is they signed a contract with a big company. You know? Yeah. Uh, so we don't do it anymore. We still have a referral from them. And they, one of the things that the manager said is he liked the smell. Mm-hmm. But I bet the big company doesn't use this. Uh, chemicals on the lake, folks. You don't want you don't Coke. necessarily want chemicals on your lake, and you don't want them in your backyard. So uh, this uh, is Cedar Choice Pro Concentrate, and again, you can get these products at aplusfest.com. Uh, it's Rick Moskovitz who is the proprietor. Uh, we've got also questions we're going to get to in a second about uh, oh my goodness look uh, at all the ticks stuff. uh ticks i don't know if you handle that you probably this will work on ticks this works on ticks too it also so you put I, it on your body and they don't want to believe attach. it or not it works on scorpions and snakes too but that's not up here uh, if you're th- in florida th- or something well right? yeah arizona th- thank you um but, uh, but i have been i've been known to use this mm-hmm. and um uh you just wipe it on and it's not like deet you're not worrying about well, the we have another product DEET actually sucking into your skin that is a different product you can use this but there's a product with a different formula of cedar well that's, that's made the one for your skin yeah. that's the one i want oh that's you one. did yeah uh, see if i have some uh, i thought me. it was the same thing now i gotta no, go not. and get this is for come spring come you didn't tell me no Mike. no i don't need the spray i want i like the the personal one because then you can I'll sit on you. the back I'll porch for you. Now we'll need that too here yeah Okay, you, yeah, she needs them all, so you're going to get this. Uh, I, I'm, for, a, I'm a mosquito magnet. So. We, we have it for dogs and cats also, and, all right. and for horses even. All right, that's Rick Moskovich from APlusPest.com. Uh, uh, give us a call, 847-475-1590. If you've got uh, an insect problem, a critter problem, you know, we got till 11 o'clock here. We can answer it. We're going to go mm-hmm. through some of the lists here, and uh, we'll be right back. 
Chicagoans are looking for ways to get healthier in 2017. Hi, I'm Peggy, and I publish Natural Awakening, Chicago's greenest and healthiest local magazine. And if you want to reach this growing wellness market, you need to get your business in front of our 80,000 monthly readers. Why? Because our advertisers tell us our targeted readers are committed to improving their health and taking action. They're looking for holistic wellness practitioners, integrative doctors and dentists, nutritionists, health and lifestyle coaches, yoga classes, green landscapers, even home improvement and energy efficiency experts. Our dedicated readers pick up their free copies each month from more than 1,100 locations throughout the city and suburbs because they know it's the best source for information about healthy, green living in Chicago. Call me today at 847-858-3697 to learn more. That's 847-858-3697. And check us out at nachicago.com. Natural Awakenings. Feel good, live simply, laugh more. This is Mike Novak, tree keeper number 417. Registration is now open for Openland's Tree Keeper Summer Course. Tree Keepers are a network of trained volunteers who take an active role in caring for trees around the Chicago area. The eight-day certification course will be held in Oak Park at the Austin Gardens Environmental Learning Center on Tuesday and Thursday evenings beginning June 1st. To learn more and to register, visit openlands.org slash treekeepers. Let's face it, sometimes we overdo physical activity. That's when to give Dr. Bonnie Flaster a call. Dr. Flaster is a chiropractor who treats back and neck pain, but addresses foot, knee, shoulder, and wrist pain too, all with gentle, non-force adjustments. And she'll talk to you about your problems and work with you to devise the best treatment strategy. Find health tips at rivernorthwellness.com. Call Dr. Bonnie Flaster at 312-642-7545 and get back to feeling good. This is your talk. We're going to be here for a long time. Only on 1590 WCGO, Evanston, Chicago. <laughs> Keep dancing, Peggy. You're on, you're on camera. I know. We've got to do something besides stand here. Uh, no, not really. <laughs> This is my, uh, what do they call this, neo-big band thing, yeah. which was really popular in the 90s. Oh, what's that, what's that thing there? The filter on there. The, what do you mean, the filter? It's got the thing on there. Oh. oh, yeah. That's because they don't want me to spit into the microphone. That's right. <laughs> Welcome back to the Mike Novak Show with uh, Peg, Peggy Malecki. And, uh, we were, we when, were, when did we lose control? <laughs> uh, the minute Rick walked in the door, okay? Always. Uh, it's, uh, uh, no, it's Rick Moskowitz from A-plus Pest Control, and uh, let's go to the... Rights to it because we only have like nine minutes here. Um, ticks. Uh, what's ticks. the deal with ticks? You said your cedar uh, yeah. control, your cedar oil will control ticks, but that means you put it on your body or your right. shirt or you can, whatever. You, you can do that. You can you can put our products on your clothing even, and on your body, which deep products you shouldn't really. Uh, you yeah, have, yeah, you, you know, have... and that's the issue. Okay, let, let let's get to that. Let's get to the idea. Deet, yeah. It's effective. It works. It it uh, it yes. keeps insects away. What is it doing to you? That's the issue. And right. I don't I don't have the latest studies in front of me. I just know that uh, there are warnings about putting it on your kids because kids' bodies absorb chemicals more sure. readily than adults. Right. And that's basically who you're doing it for. Often is you know they slather these their kids with DEET products, and I'm thinking I'm not sure that that's really a good idea. 
Um, well, by, by the way, so the cedar products are going to be. Uh, it won't last. It won't last as long on your body. No, and, I, and I'll be honest mm-hmm. about that. Yeah, the cedar oil. Sometimes you got to reapply, but it smells good. It's doing the job, and you're not poisoning yourself. Bingo. You know what? Depends what's on your body. <laughs> Excuse me. It, it depends on your body chemistry, though. Yeah, and it depends even on the horses. We have that issue because it depends because it depends what you ate. You use it for horses. What you drank. We have a product for horses, and to keep what flies. Keep keep, oh. keep mostly flies. Yes, mostly flies, flies and please. Yeah. yeah. And, and fleas, ticks and mosquitoes. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, what happens is, is that is that uh, they may have to use it more than once, and some sometimes it doesn't work. Yeah, it's just the way it is. Well, you you mentioned earlier uh, for your pets, dogs and cats. Mm-hmm. Um, what's the the chemical that is used so often for dogs and cats? I'm I'm not. It's not popping into my head. That's kind of. Oh, you're stand- talking about the, the, they they give it to them for a year to keep. No, no, it's in the collar. In the collar, yeah. Um, Flea collars? Yeah, look at that up, Peggy. There's a, there's a chemical, yeah. and I can't remember what it is, uh, but what do you guys use? Cedar. So so cedar for everything, basically. Yeah. So they're based, different forms slightly, and we have a product for us. There's a, there's a video online with the lady. The, horses, the, the, the two horses that are on our label, uh, actually, in, one of them is in Morton Grove now. She sold the other one. Okay. And she uses it. And we did a video, and there, there's, there's a video online about that. Uh, and, and on your on your website on the A plus natural enzymes in the media section. If you put slash media or just go to okay, media. A plus natural enzymes and it's, com. and it's the sister site to A right. plus pest control. You'll find it from the other site too. If you go to the A plus pest you will also click on the other logo on the plus natural A plus natural enzymes logo. You'll get the other site. Okay, uh, and. Um, I know she's going to find it, and I'm going to go, yeah, that's the chemical. But uh, a couple of weeks ago, we we interviewed Heather Holm. We were talking about bees right. and carpenter bees, and you actually wrote to me because you were listening to the show. I was. And uh, thank you. <laughs> Wait, give give the man a ding. I do listen. Uh, I know you do. I'm a fan, Mike. <laughs> I appreciate it. Uh, but we were talking about carpenter bees, yeah. and you wrote to me and said, hey, I got a way to deal with carpenter bees. Yeah. And that is okay. What do you first sh- of all, that's what a carpenter bee damage looks like. Maybe you can show it on. Wow. Yeah. That's, like, that's it looks like sim- a drill. Okay. Like they drill. Go back to the uh, right. Go back here. to the front here. Okay. Yeah. Uh, carpenter bees drill holes. Very. Can you see? It's hard to see that. Yeah. It's like somebody had a drill bit. Right. I've got and, and one. One on holes, my garage. I've seen that. Even yeah. in Evanston. Even in Evanston, we found them. And some people think they have bumblebees because they look very similar. And a bumblebee is bigger, it's fuzzier, it's the color is very similar, like yellow is black. I was I was looking at bees yesterday in my front, uh, and they were smaller than bumblebees, and I was wondering if they were carpenter bees because be. it looked very similar to that. To, yeah, if they're to, looking if they're going under the eaves and going around. Well, actually, they were on flowers in my my parkway. On the flowers, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> okay, so what is your solution for carpenter bees? Uh, you can't. Okay, first of all, cedar products don't work on carpenter bees. Oh no! And uh, that's a good thing because cedar oil won't kill honeybees either because it's their mm-hmm. beneficial insects. Mm. So that's their sight driven as opposed to scent driven. Who ah, knows? Okay. So uh, we use we use dietitian diet, excuse me earth things like that, and we treat the holes. That's what you have to do. They will go away if you treat their place their 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 living in the holes and making the wood problems. Mm-hmm. So you you treat the hole 
with with, with dust with du- dust which, which uh, you basically dye tomatoes earth in this case okay so it's not one of our products but we just use it I I thought that you um, had something else uh, not uh, well you can use enzymes and it would work the enzyme products but, but, even similar to these this product but you have you have a product is it specifically for carpenter bees no that, no no. What? Cedar products don't work for no, 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 no. Bees. But so you're you're not saying this is something you sell, no. or that you? Oh, okay. It's basically, you're just, saying, sure. you've, you're just saying you've researched this, and if you put this in there, yeah. the carpenter bees will dry work. their system out. Is what you want to do. That's mm-hmm. what dust do. Powders. Mm-hmm. They they they're desiccants. Desiccants, yeah. Okay. I think I know what the. Did you look up the colors? Yeah. Py- pyrethrin. Pyrethrin is that what the is that's, normally used? That's no, you're main... talking about the collar. It's different. This is for this is, this is like this is a, a, a collar, a chemical that's in the collar. Well, this was saying pyrethrin is one of the most common yeah. chemicals used for dog uh, flea and tick treatments. Yeah, well, they, that's true. And pyrethroids, they call them, which are chemicals that are synthetic forms of pyrethrin, mm-hmm. and the, the the pest control industries use those for many years. Uh, they leave a residual, and uh, pyrethrin is a natural product. It's botanical. It comes oh, from a flower, yeah. pyrethrum. However, if you have problems with breathing or things like that, or it will kill birds and, and yeah. uh, fish. Also, organophosphate insecticides, or okay. OPs and carbonates. I know. It's, that's what I'm saying. It goes I, way back. I could have sworn, but I, I, and I, and I don't know. Permethrin. Permethrin. Permethrin is uh, what they use if you if you get. Uh, Permethrin is, I believe, the. Oh, now I'm going to get. See, it's, it's a, another. It's another. A, it's another synthetic uh, form of pyrethrin. Right. Exactly. Pyrethroid. I was going to say that it's the synthetic form. The yeah. EPA is classified as likely to be carcinogenic to humans if ingested. Yeah. Okay. If you hey, get if you get scabies, that's what they give you to put in your skin. Uh, but, enzyme products so, I, you know, I know that the, the, the chemicals they use on collars, and I thought maybe they were also using neonicotinoids, but I don't know. I don't know. think so. No? No? Okay, good. So. Well, then, so the point is these chemicals have can have serious problems yes, yes. Uh, and can be much more toxic than what you use, which right. is the... Um, Either enzyme products, silica, and, uh, and uh, cedar products. All right, grab your guitar. We're getting to the end here. Okay. Uh, he's gonna. All right, folks. We're here. He is Rick Moskovitz live on uh, Facebook Live. Drum roll. Uh, a drum roll. All, all five of you. All five of you watching uh, on the on. Uh, you're gonna, I think he's gonna do his little. How to uh, play. I can't oh no, he forgot how to play. That just happened in, in 15 minutes. Okay. Did you tune this before you? Oh, yes, you dropped it. Okay. You lost your something. Okay. Okay. Go for it with me. Sure. You got ants, you got mice, you got roaches, don't think twice, call me. We do it like we live there. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's it. Thanks to Rick Moskovich from A Plus Pest for being on the show today. Thanks to Christy Weber from Chicago Botanic Garden. Thanks to the Wisconsin vegetable gardener, Holly and Joey Baird. Uh, did I miss anybody? I don't Ariana think. DiGenova. Ariana and Ben. And don't forget, at 1 o'clock, rebroadcast of yesterday's show. Until next week, go green or go home. Stadler? Yeah, uh, what? Is that it? Yes, it's over. How'd you like it? I don't know. I slept through the whole thing. <laughs> <laughs>
Well, you didn't miss much. If you're looking to invest in an electrical car or truck, make sure to hire a state-licensed electrical contract. The installation of that charger will require a permit in most municipalities. So make sure to check the ICC website for a certified contractor at icc.illinois.gov. You can also call DNR Services Unlimited. They've been a licensed electrical contractor since 1992. Visit their website at RestoreTheNorthShore.com or give them a call at 847-998-1687. It'll be easy to find someone cheaper, but a lot harder to find someone better. Stay in touch with The Mike Novak Show. Find us on Facebook at The Mike Novak Show. Use the Twitter handle at MikeNow. Send us a photo on Instagram at The Mike Novak Show or write to us, mike at mikenovak.net. Speaking of the website, podcasts and blog posts are available every week at mikenovak.net. And while you're there, sign up for those posts and our newsletter on the homepage. And please support the sponsors who support us. Look for logos and specials at mikenovak.net. <laughs> 